The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. The day we live in belongs to the Mediator, Jesus said the son only does what he sees the father doing. Jesus is the greatest mediator that ever walked the earth. He is the greatest intercessor. And he gives us the golden key, John 5 and 19. Then Jesus answered, saying unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do. For whatsoever he seeth, These also doth the Son likewise. Jesus is telling us this message in John 5, 19. The Father loves the Son and shows him all that he does. And to your amazement, the Father is going to show me even greater works than these. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. The Jewish leaders were so angry when he said this because it was the Sabbath. And Jesus had healed a man. So he was working miracles And they claim, well, this is working. But worse than this, he called God his own father, making himself equal with God. Then he said, I am working today and so is my father. It's as though he was taunting them, right? (laughs) Praise your name, father. The Jewish leaders were so angry. The Bible says they sought to kill him. Jesus dominated Jesus received revelation from God, so he dominated over the powers of darkness supernaturally. He had revelation power, and he walked in obedience to the voice of God. And he said, I speak not on my own, but the Father tells me what to say. That's revelation power, John 12 and 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say. And what I should speak. This takes revelation from God. Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus, release the power of revelation over everyone within the sound of my voice, Father. Oh, Father, right now, let the Holy Spirit anoint from on high, Lord, with the power of revelation, Lord. Open the eyes of our mind, Father. Open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that we may hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Oh, Father, in these days right now, we need revelation power. We need to be able to see into the spirit realm, Father. We need to be able to know what is up ahead as watchmen on the tower, Lord. Oh, Father, today release over your people revelation power. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Jesus walked in a state of love. And because he walked in a state of love, he could hear what the father was saying. The Bible says that Jesus had compassion on the people. And as he had compassion on them, he went about doing good and he healed them of all of their diseases. 
Praise God. Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness. He was alone with the Father. He must have received revelation through that time of prayer while he was on earth. He came out of his prayer times after spending 40 days in the wilderness, and he launches the greatest ministry the world has ever known. You and I are still part of that same ministry after 40 days of fasting and prayer. To win the battles in life, to dominate, we have to be able to walk in the power of love, fast, pray, and repent. God is calling the church right now. He's calling forth the remnant church, those that hear his voice and obey it. He's calling us to a time of holy convocation, a time of fasting, prayer, and repentance. God wants you to walk in dominating power because the future, the days to come, belong to the mediator. They belong to the intercessor, the one who can hear the Father's voice, and they obey it. That's what Jesus is talking about, that he heard what the Lord said. God revealed to him in his prayer time. He must have revealed to him what he wanted him to do, because he said, I only do what I see the father doing. That's what God wants from the mediator. Even now, as you are listening to this message, God is setting up mediators across the globe. He's setting them in place. These are the power players of the future. They are God's intercessors. He's calling you to be one of his mighty intercessors. As the world is in great turmoil, economic crisis, health crisis, political unrest, social unrest, one country after another, there is a great dilemma. Do we need a new leader? Do we need a new president? Do we need new kings and queens, new heads of nation? Can anyone resolve our problems across the globe? Only God himself. We need a healer. When the Israelites are being oppressed by the Romans in Jesus' day, God didn't send forth a new king, not in the physical realm. He sent forth a king from the spirit realm. He sent forth a healer and a deliverer right now where the world is standing, right where we all are facing one nation as another. What do we need? A new leader? We need a healer. We need the power of God to come forth. We need to be able to hear and have prophetic utterances. We need to be able to see in the spirit realm. We need to be able to do what we see the father doing. We need to be able to say what he has given us to speak. The future belongs to the intercessor, the mediator, the one that stands between the earth and the heavens realms. The one who mediates, Jesus went before God and brought a sinful people before him. God is looking for mediators, the one who stands between the heavenly realms and the earth. And they say, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's who has the power in the future as we go forth. The future belongs to the mediator, the one who stands in intercessory prayer. And they cry out to God with fasting and weeping. They lay out long hours before God and they intercede between the heavens and the earth. They intercede for the needs of mankind. They intercede for oppressed. They intercede for the poor. They intercede for political and social unrest. They intercede for economic crisis. The future belongs to the mediator, the one who stands between heaven and earth. You are that royal priesthood. The Bible says that you are a holy nation, 
a royal priesthood. You are a priest. And, you know, just the other day, the Lord showed me a vision for the church and it was of a king's robe and the robe was red and it was a long red robe and it had the the fur like, you know, that goes along the edges that was just white and beautiful. But the robe was blood red and it was absolutely gorgeous. And he was speaking to me and he was telling me, he was showing me royalty. Valerie, the church is royalty. They are a holy priesthood. They are royalty as unto me. They are holy. We must be holy as our father is holy. We must walk in the holiness that he has placed upon us. And as we walk in holiness before the Lord, and as we are royalty, because we are part of the kingdom, it's our divine inheritance that we are royalty and that we are holy as he is holy. And we have to walk in that holiness. But in that time of being the priest as we're on earth and we're walking in the holy priesthood, we are God's mighty intercessors. We are the mediators between between heaven and earth and no one can do your job. Only the church is the mediator between heaven and earth. God hears the cries of his children. What good parent would hear their child crying in the middle of the night and hear a cry and not answer and say, is that my child? What is wrong with that baby? Why is that child crying? I need to go and see about him. Remember the cries of the Israelites? as they went up towards heaven and God could hear the cries of the people. And he sent Moses and he told Moses, tell Pharaoh to let my people go because he heard the cries of his children. God hears the cries right now of the oppressed. He hears the cries of the poor. He hears the political unrest. He hears oppression of his people. And so the Bible says that the Lord says, now will I arise for the oppression of the poor and the sign of the needy. Now will I arise, saith the Lord. God is lining up the chariots of heaven. He is lining up his warriors, the angels of heaven, the ones who war in the spirit realm. And as he is arraying his forces and rallying his forces, he is also rallying them on earth. He is rallying his intercessor to take their divine position, to stand between heaven and earth and mediate. Will you be one of those intercessors? Does the future belong to you and you? And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, it does. You are the mediator. The body of Christ stands between heaven and earth and mediates. It brings a sinful people. The mediators bring a sinful people before God and cry out for their sin. God has placed the mediator. The mediator is the power player for the future. That's the one who's going to walk in the prophetic and speak the prophetic utterances of God. That's the one who stays under the shadow of his wing right now. As the Lord begins to move forth, he is telling the church, step aside, get out of the way. I'm about to release my wrath and I don't want it to fall on you. Step aside, stay under the shadow of my wing. God is going to protect you as you mediate. God is going to bless you as you negotiate God is going to empower you because the future belongs to the mediator that's the power player for God how did Jesus the greatest intercessor the greatest mediator that the world has ever known how did he walk in so much 
power? How did he walk in the prophetic and have prophetic utterances and heal the sick and cast out demons and call forth the dead? The Bible says that Jesus had compassion on the people. The mediator walks in love. And I'm not talking about just love for the neighbor that lives next door. When the word of God says, love thy neighbor as thyself. I'm not talking about loving the neighbor that loans you a cup of sugar. So you don't have to go to the grocery store. I'm talking about the neighbor that doesn't look like you. I'm talking about loving the neighbor that doesn't talk like you. I'm talking about the neighbor that speaks broken English. I'm talking about the neighbor that doesn't speak English at all. I'm talking about the neighbor that lives in poverty. I'm talking about the neighbor that lives way across town whose face you have never seen. But can you love your neighbor as yourself? Do you want your neighbor's children to go to the same good schools that your children went to? Do you want your neighbor's children to have the same degree that your children have? Do you want your neighbor to have a good job like you have? I'm talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. It's a requirement. Can you look into the face of everyone around you and see God. It's a requirement according to the commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself. Can you look into the face of another that doesn't look like you, doesn't talk like you, doesn't act like you, but can you look into the face of another and love them as you love yourself? Jesus said that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. But the people said that that they love God. But Jesus said, how can you love who you cannot see if the one that you see you do not love? And so I'm paraphrasing, if you will. But wasn't he saying there that how can you tell me you love God and you cannot see him? How is that possible when the one that you are looking at, you cannot love him? You cannot love what you cannot see if you cannot love what you can see. Praise God. He was giving us a powerful message because the mediator, the intercessor walks in love. That's the power behind their prayer because they stand between heaven and earth. And as they mediate to be a powerful intercessor, you must be able to feel what the one feels that you're praying for. You must be able to walk in their shoes. You must be able to understand their crisis and their dilemma. If you cannot do that, you cannot intercede on their behalf because the intercessor stands before God in the gap. They stand there as though they are that person. You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. How can you love God that you cannot see if you cannot love your neighbor? That you can see. Watch the intercessor that walks in love. Watch that person. Watch the power of their prayers. Their prayers will do mighty 
things in the spirit realm. Their prayers wrought miracles from the spirit realm. They take a hold of what they are praying for by faith. They have a love of God and they have a love of man. And therefore their spirit agrees with the Holy Spirit. And therefore they walk in love because love is the golden key to intercessory prayer. You have to be able to stand in the gap as though it is your child that's suffering, as though it is your neighbor who's going without, as though it is a member of your family who just lost their job, as though it is a member of your family who everybody is talking about and calling names and ignoring. You have to be able to stand in the place of the one who you are praying for as though it is yourself. And if you can do that, your prayers will wrought great miracles. The key to intercessory prayer is love. Jesus said it's the great commandment that we love one another. We have to love one another as we love ourselves. A love of God is first, but after that, you must love the brethren. If we don't have love for the brethren, it will never be powerful. And intercessory prayer. I read an article once and I want to paraphrase for sake of time for just a moment. And it was a lady that ran a mission in India and a news reporter came to her and, and the news reporter wanted to do a story on the great mission that was there. And the lady took him through the mission and showed him the children that were there. And she picked up a baby, a baby that was scrawny and a baby that had apparently been starving for some time. And they were feeding the baby and taking care of the baby and trying to revive the baby so that the child could have a normal life. And as the reporter was visiting, the woman picked up one of the babies and she lifted him up to where the reporter could look the baby in the eyes. And she said, isn't he beautiful? Isn't he just beautiful? And the reporter said, as he looked at the baby whose head was bigger than his body and you could see his ribs and he just, there, there was just nothing beautiful about the baby. And he looked at the elderly lady and he looked back at the baby and he said, she said again, don't you see it? Can you see it? And he said, see what? She said, don't you see God? Don't you see him as you look into his eyes? Isn't he beautiful? Don't you see God? She was talking about the life force within the child. The artist loves his work. And whenever the artist makes work and he's not pleased with his work, he tears up that work. You know, I know I had a son who was an artist and he would tear up anything he wasn't pleased with. Everything that God sent forth and he drew it from the womb. He said, this is good. And he's he's pleased with it. And we have to be able to look into the eyes of one another and see God. We have to look at his creation and say, this has a stamp of approval. It's God. We have to be able to love our enemies as though they are ourselves so that we can pray for them to become children of God. We have to be able to look at what God created and say, it's good. I can pray for you. You are God's very own. When we look into someone else's eyes, we should not be looking to see do you look like me? Is her hair long enough or is it short enough or she's not beautiful because she's not the right color or not from the right country or doesn't speak the right language or he's not tall enough, he's not short enough, he doesn't weigh enough. Are we looking into one another's eyes to see God? 
just to know this is his creation and the life force itself came from God. God wants the intercessor to be able to walk in love. Love is the power position of intercessory prayer. Watch the one that walks in love. Watch the results that their prayers bring. They can love others as though it is their self. They can lay out before God and weep for that person. They can cry out as though it's their own child. They can cry out as though their own mother has passed away. They can feel your pain. And because they can feel your pain, they can stand between the earth and the heavenly realm and intercede for you. And you can actually feel the power of their prayers as the presence of God falls on you as they pray. You can feel the power of their prayer in the courtroom. You can feel the power of their prayer in the hospital room. You can feel the power of their prayer in the surgery room. You can feel the power of their prayer in the school. The mediator lives and walks in the presence of Almighty God. And they understand that love is the key to intercessory prayer. Christ himself is the greatest intercessor that the world has ever known. And he walked in love. One of his final prayers is, I pray that they will be one. Because he knew that we would need each other. And he knew that in unity, it takes love I've heard many people say, you know, I love so-and-so, but I, I don't like her. I don't like him. I want to tell you something that liking is a seed of love. I cannot love you unless I first like you. We need to get out of that kind of thinking. We are to walk in like and love, like and love, love God within creation, knowing that as we love, I don't have to like what you're doing, but I have to like you. I have to love you. That's what I have to love. The power of intercessory prayer is in love. And Jesus gave us that golden key, the heart that's full of compassion. That's the heart that God can use. The heart that loves mankind, the heart that loves the father and the brethren. Too often, even in the church today, there are brothers and sisters who can't speak to one another. They can't hold a conversation with one another. But God requires that we love one another. Oh, the church is going to need each other as we go forth in the future. God did not give us the commandment to love one another because he wanted good children. Because two cannot walk together unless they agree. God wanted our spirit to walk in agreement with his spirit. And as we walk in agreement with his spirit, he can empower you. When we walk in agreement with the Lord's spirit, we have a willing spirit. And in order to serve him, we must first have a willing mind. When we have a willing mind, that gives the Holy Spirit access to the vessel. And then instead of us doing the praying, the Holy Spirit is doing the praying. And that's when the prayers are powerful. When the Holy Spirit does the praying through the individual when the Holy Spirit has access to the vessel to do 
the praying because the Holy Spirit will always pray the will of God in every circumstance that you pray about. The power player of the future is the mediator and the future belongs to the mediator who stands between heaven and earth and negotiates with God. The word says, let us plead together that thou mayest be justified. Though thy sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. God's empowering intercessors today because the future belongs to the mediator. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. 